You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Solvang, California at Flag is Up Farms. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 30th, episode 3109. These numbers are getting big. Uh, it's brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week. Of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. That's right. You're here with us on this Monday morning. And today we have a couple of guests coming to you. We're going to talk about the Akultekis. At least we think that's how we say it. We're going to find <laughs> out. Uh, that's this week's breed highlight. And also, Reese Koffler Stanfield, host of the Dressage Radio Show, is stopping by to give us an update on the winter season in Wellington. Everything's in full swing down there. Jumping, dressage. And I saw she met uh, a listener or two over the weekend, too. So cool. saw pictures of that. You're going to share your adventures the flag is up because uh we'll give a tease here you did something you took a lesson on something you've never done before right i'm just sore okay (laughs) i'm sore and i'm a wuss and so we're going to talk about that should we talk about what you took a lesson on or save that for later oh save it okay all right it's just it's something i've never done all right, well, we'll find out about that. I was actually surprised I didn't know you were going. I knew you were thinking about going, and then all of a sudden I just saw you post a video, and it's like, oh, oh Jamie's in California. So. It's been one of those situations where I've tr- I tried to go at the beginning of January, and then I had the horse with the eyeball, so I had to cancel that trip. And then I tried to go again, and I had to go to Atlanta to spend time with my dad. And then I was booked for last week to come, and I had to cancel it because we had a crazy snowstorm. And so now I'm here. And so it was like, go, go, go. (laughs) There's a window. (laughs) And guess what? I have to leave early because currently it is thunder sleeting and snowing at my house. So I have to get in by tonight because apparently tomorrow is an ice storm. So, you know. Yeah, airplanes like landing in ice storms. You, you know, and you know who gets the really, really good seat when all the flights are canceled because of weather and they have to rebook everybody? You. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who'll be sitting at the airport for three days trying to find an empty seat on a plane. So I, it was just a better idea to leave today. So I'm actually leaving um, after this. <laughs> All right, good. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. I I got a picture. I'll I'll use it as my show notes picture. I think today of you sitting in Monty's living room doing the show. No, well, you, the picture. Yes, I am currently in a um like a study. And oh, I'm s- I've been in that room. It's the one with all of Pat's fancy sculptures. Yes, that's where I'm sitting. It's the sculpture and that's room. Fine. It's, the, it's the museum. <laughs> but use the picture yesterday when I did have said lesson. I have, you know, Monty out there and I'm like begged him to give me a lesson. And, and when he comes out and at that moment, it starts pouring down rain. 
<laughs> during the entire. So, so there's a picture I, I can use from that. <laughs> well, what happens after that is it it rained probably for 20 minutes, and my lesson in that particular place was about <clears throat> 20 minutes, and then it stopped. So I'm dripping wet. Monty's dripping wet, and <laughs> Pat is there, and Debbie's there, and uh, oh, the dog, everybody's there. Nellie's there, and this rainbow comes out. Like Chad actually asked if I had it inserted into the picture. It's the most ridiculous. All right, I'll look that, for that picture. <laughs> look for that picture. <laughs> That's I'll, I'll text it to you. All right. That's terrific. All right. Let's do some daily winnies. I have no auditor birthdays today and tomorrow. So, uh, so, so happy birthday to nobody today. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, nobody. Uh, but I do have a couple of new auditors from last week, Molly Sherwood and Elliot Conrad. Thank you both for joining up and for signing up to be an auditor. If you haven't asked to join the HRN Auditors Room yet, just on Facebook, go search HRN Auditors and request to join, and we'll add you in there for the fun. I got to give it up to to my dear sweet friend Ginger who's currently looking after the horses in the okay. snow and rain and ice. Here's here's the text that I just got <clears throat> moments ago. Jamie, I've got everyone up right now. It's thunder sleeting and Chad said he was sliding around on the road so I just stalled everyone just in case. I gave them some hay and fed them. If it's calmed down by 10:30 or so, I'll let everyone out. I'm about to text Farm Boy to see if he plans on coming out because I can't get Max's bottom door to shut and I think because it's a frozen piece of poop stuck to the door and I wish that big a-hole could go out with everybody else. <laughs> Well, God bless her. This poor chick does not get paid to do this enough. Like, she is having to try to chisel frozen poop out of the crack of a door in Thundersleet. Oh, my God. What a hero. Oh, my God. I just got your picture. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? It looks like it was Photoshopped. That's what Chad said. He goes, that's cute. That <laughs> you got you the dogs, you guys, and under a rainbow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody, you have to see that picture. I'll post that picture. It might be one of the greatest pictures of all time. <laughs> it so. really is. It really is. Hey, a couple of things before we get to our first guest. I wanted to mention that Helena, of course, uh, Helena, who was my first co-host and the host of Stall and Stable Show, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, Helena will be offering some simple business advice along with a demo of the Stall and Stable Financial Planner. This is a really cool thing that if you have uh, a barn business or a horse business of any kind, I would check this out. Uh, you know, few of us actually want to know the numbers when it comes to running our barn or business. Some of us have to. You just have to. Yeah, but I, I we, you know, we had a boarding stable. I didn't want to know the numbers, too, because I knew they weren't good. Uh, but you do need to know the numbers. And Helena has made the programs that make it easy to figure all that out. So she's really been working hard on this project. And she's going to do a Facebook Live tonight. You can go ahead and sign up at stallandstable.com to register. It's free. Uh, and she's going to go over how all the tools work. And she just has made it easy and really has customize it for running a horse farm business. So awesome. <clears throat> check that out tonight. It's got to be better than my QuickBooks who are like, I'm trying to put in a training fee and it's like, would you like to use this for an incoming, uh, you know, thing that you've sold? Yeah. It, it, yes. There's no correlation between an actual, you know, 
horse farm versus a QuickBooks thing. And I actually have to keep track of everything now. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Je- you know, it's actually one of the reasons we uh, sold the company is Jennifer was sick of doing the books. So we had to sell because I couldn't hire anybody. So, I, you know, we just had to get rid of it because Jennifer didn't want to do the books anymore. So I can't even think of something that would correlate <laughs> because it just it's such a I, I block it all out. <laughs> So stallandstable.com, if you want to register, that's tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. She'll be doing that. So check that out tonight. I got to, I was at PodFest for the last four days. PodFest is the largest podcast conference for independent podcasters. And I got, they did a pro track this year, which was for people who have certain number of downloads and have been doing this for a long time and making their living doing it. So that was kind of fun. We've never done that before. So I got to hang out with some people that had much, You were like the speaker, right? Yeah, I was uh, the MC for the pro track on Friday. So I kind of led the events on Friday. But it was kind of cool being in there with people who have much, 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 much larger operations than ours. You're like, you're that weird horse guy. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, everybody had seen the press releases and stuff that uh, we had sold, and they were all asking about that. But there was a couple things for listeners, because you guys are all podcast listeners, that are exciting, that are happening, that, that affect you guys. So there's some new technologies coming for the listening platforms. So I don't know what you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google or Podcast Addicts, whatever program you use to listen, Spotify. There's some new things that are going to be coming this year that are really cool. One of the new things is they're going to make it easier to comment on podcast episodes. So like the auditors comment on our episodes all the time in the auditor room, you'll be able to do that right on your podcast player. Now, Uh why that wasn't effective before was it would only be on your podcast player. So only people on your podcast player would see it. And there's like 100 podcast players. Well, they're putting in a a formula that will take those comments and make them cross-platform. So if you post a comment on Apple, somebody will see it on Google. You know, what could possibly go wrong? I find that most people (laughs) use the internet to compliment and to uplift and support each other and encourage. Well, then you're going to love the next one. So then what's coming is that you're going to be able to comment during the show. So so let's say there's a guest that you want to comment on. You'll be able to comment during the replay of the show, and the comment will be time-tagged to that that particular part. So for us, we'll be able to look and see, okay, you were commenting on this specific thing. So for us, it's going to be, it's going to be better that way. We'll know exactly what you were commenting on. I, I, by the way, I love that y'all send messages and they'll be like, Oh, I was listening to last, you know, Monday last week. And you, the thing about, I have no idea what you're talking about. So you've got to be real specific (laughs) when you do do send me a message. Cause I, it's, it's gone. I I love you guys for telling me, but and, but for real, like I would love to know what you thought. You just have to tell me in a very um, descriptive manner so I remember what I said. Well, there's a <laughs> lot of new podcasters at this conference, and pretty much if you took, and there were 1,500 there, so if you took half of them, let's say 750 of them, and added up all their episodes, we 
you and I probably have done more than half the audience there, half the people that attended. So, yeah, that's why it's a little hard sometimes to remember which, which one we did. Um, but, yeah, so there's a lot of new things coming that for players uh, that are, are going to be really, cool. really nice. There's, And I also want to congratulate Mandy. Uh, Mandy, who hosts the Leadline podcast, was there. And f- first of all, I made her wear a cowboy hat because she actually is a cowgirl. And I, so I wasn't the only cowboy hat there, which was kind of nice. But she won a $300 microphone. So she has a bit nicer microphone than any of us now. Is it a raffle kind of thing? Yeah, it was a raffle. She won the, the big prize. So so oh. congratulations to Mandy. She, and we haven't really announced this, but Mandy is now working with me at Equine Network. Equine Network has hired her to help run the podcast division um, because we have 42 shows now. So, uh, so yeah, I was very excited to see, see a horse girl win the big prize there. That was so cool. nobody else at Cowboy hats on because i feel like they, do people go do you watch yellowstone like i feel like was, yellowstone culture is there was nobody but the, the end of the day first day mandy was out going to sessions i wasn't at and she texted me and said if i i need a t-shirt that says yes i know glenn because <laughs> you know there's only ever been one cowboy hat so everybody asked her do you know glenn so she said i just needed a t-shirt that said that so that was kind of funny but and she also said if i had been asked one more time if i was from texas because you see a cowboy hat and somebody that doesn't know anything about horses thinks you're from texas where is she from she's from new york <laughs> so, <wish> you- what <laughs> upstate new york almost in canada so yeah she she those are the two questions new she got york the most. city <laughs> We did meet a lady, another horse person that had listened to Mandy's show and that I was on and was there. And she's uh, doing podcasts about something. Uh, but she lived in the Middle East and had horses in the Middle East for a very long time. And she would ride in the desert and stuff. So I want to get her on because she was, yeah. had fascinating stories. So it was really cool. All right, let's uh, let's get to our first guest. Coming up first today, we have Reese Koffler-Stanfield, host of the Dressage Radio Show, and she's going to be talking about what's going on in Wellington, the happening place, the other happening place here in Florida. Well, howdy, Reese. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us. We haven't heard from you since you went south to Wellington. I know, guys. Well, hi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for calling. So you guys are in the heart of it, the thick of show season right now. Give us kind of the feel of what, what's what's it like at Wellington right now. Yeah, busy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had a really good friend come to visit this weekend, and we did everything. And I'm, I'm exhausted, <laughs> like ready for a nap. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so my friend came in late Thursday night, and then Friday... Uh, we hit the ground running. So I have a lot of, um, I have six horses in training with me. And then um, I coach uh, probably about another 15 to 20, depending on the week. A lot of those are jumpers. So I'm really just busy working, which is great. Okay. So wait and, a minute, let's reverse a little bit. So you're yeah. coaching jumpers. What do you do with the jumpers? Yeah. So I flat them a lot of times. I also, I also do coach the riders because um, one of the things that we found um, with jumpers is, you know, and, and we saw it on Saturday night at the Grand Prix. If the horses don't turn and they don't move off the leg well, uh, they they lose a lot of time. So that gets them, that'll get them out of the ribbons really quickly. So um, a lot of jumpers have turned to dressage riders, which is awesome for That's me. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To come in and um, work, work. A lot of times I ride the horses. Sometimes I work with the owners, kind of depending on what's happening. I don't think you would have um, seen that. T- 20 years ago, for sure. 
Mm -mm. No, it's and it's new even in my own business, um, partly because uh, Lexington, uh, a lot of the jumpers are in Lexington, you know, my home for the summer and the fall. So, um, so I see the horses pretty much year round now, which is nice. Well, you know, what's nice about that is when these horses are retired, they're certainly going to be more well-rounded than, Mm -hmm. than they are, you know, it gives them an afterlife a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And we hope also healthier. You know, right. that they're working and they're a little bit healthier um, doing doing their jobs. So that's my, that is my role. Well, that is kind guys. of exciting, the crossover mm-hmm. there. That's exciting. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that. Yeah, I know you always worked with eventers, but. I have, yep. And yeah. I have a couple of eventers down here. I have a, a whole barn of eventers that I do down here. So honestly, between um, riding and working my own horses and then coaching my other whew, I've been I've been working hard, which is keeping me out of trouble. You know, it's a good thing. So, is it uh, because I've been there? I can picture your Saturday night at the jumping show at the Grand Prix. Uh, Is it packed as usual and uh, all the excitement that? Yes, and Glenn, I've actually gone a couple times. So normally, um, you know, I, I have to be honest on Saturday night. Jumping is I like going, but it's not like my major thing unless somebody's in town and really wants to go. So I had a really good friend. My friend was here. Dr. Catherine was in. And um, we had a great time. I met an auditor, which was super fun. She connected with me and said, hey, are you in Wellington? And are you at the Grand Prix? And I happened to be, which was awesome. Oh, that's cool. So that was really fun. So I met a Horse Radio Network listener. And uh, and actually, the class was really interesting. <laughs> they either were awesome and clear or there were poles flying everywhere so <laughs> yeah so which i'm glad i wasn't on that team poles were flying everywhere so are but, you uh, competing one of your horses this year yes yeah, so i have um big uh, mike. my two big mike is well big mike is actually really training hard right now so another amazing thing with being here and really why i moved my whole life to come here is so i can train with my coaches so i've been working really hard with michael klumpka who I actually bought Mikey from when he was six. I mean, sorry, four. He's uh, 11 now. So I've had him six wow. years. Is that right? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So, uh, and so it's so fun to have Michael really invested in him. And we're working on the Passage. So he does everything from the Grand Prix, but the Passage. So uh, it's pretty cool to be with like some of the best riders in the world and specialists and say, you know, my massage needs to get better. <laughs> it's not something I can do in Kentucky normally. So, so Big Mike is working hard. We're training hard right now. Will you show him at all this season? Mm, we'll see. I hope so. I hope we can get the massage sort of ready, show worthy. Um, we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're we're getting there. So um, I'm, I don't have that pressure. And then I have a couple of client horses that are showing for various reasons. One shows Friday. Uh, also, another amazing thing about being here is... Um, we can show and it kind of makes my summer a little lighter, which is nice when I'm back home. So, um, and I'm not going to say cheaper cause that's maybe the wrong way, but you know, for us to go to a competition in Kentucky, a lot of times you have to go to Ohio and, you know, hotel bills for the weekend. So at least here you sort of already paid for, paid for housing, which is great. Now, so have you done, uh, any of the other stuff? Have you gone to see polo or any of that? Uh, I have not gone to see polo yet. Polo brunch is uh, one of my favorite things to do here, but uh, it's once a season. It's a, it's a treat because it's, it's expensive, but it's, it's worth it. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. The people watching is amazing. Uh, I don't know much about polo. 
uh, I try to learn every time. But it, what's to know? They whack the ball and yeah, try and exactly. score at the end. That's what it, <laughs> oh my god. It, yeah, I think it's kind of like going to the races. You know, yeah, when you dress up and go to the right. races. It, it, You're like that one is so deal. pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's so pretty. Like, uh, when are we doing the divity thing and, and drinking champagne on the on the it's, lawn? You know, it's like you know, I don't know the nuances either. We watch a lot of polo matches, and you know, they do. They whack the ball and try and score at the end. Uh, but as far as who's blocking who and the penalties and stuff, I don't even bother trying to figure that out. It's just, it's yeah, exciting. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's <laughs> yeah. fun to people watch. It's fun to drink champagne. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's, it's just a great time. I just enjoy the whole experience for sure. Now, Jamie doesn't know, but this year, usually you rent a house and a farm and yeah. you're staying in a house and a farm. <laughs> this year, it's a little different. So tell yes. everybody about your accommodations this year. Yes. Yeah, so I bought an RV. I'm in it right now, actually. You know, I, okay, I will say I really, I actually like it because um, it's right here on the property and I actually sleep pretty well in it because I think like my dog's with me and then my horses are, I can hear them. So um, I have been sleeping actually pretty well and um, we're really busy here. So I'm never in here really. I'm in here to, to shower and sleep, but it was all fun and games, Glenn. I don't even know if I told you this off the air. My black tank got a, a crack in it. Oh, that's a no. So it was really all fun and games until that happened. So, uh, I have a new appreciation for indoor plumbing (laughs) for sure. Um, we do have a, 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 it's a porta potty, but it looks like a pumpkin. So we call it the pumpkin. So we do. And I have increased the pumpkin cleaning dramatically. They come twice a week now because the black tank, like, I, this is sexy well, talk for breakfast, by the way. It's just yeah. really, yeah. The black tank is really a situation, but I will say I flexed <laughs> and sealed it. Yeah, I, I I have learned new skills. I I went to the hardware store and got flexi seal. So I, I mean, I'm 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 look sort at you of back being an RV owner. You know what? So you uh, stepped it up from duct tape. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can duct tape. Yeah, that. black like, tank and duct that. tape probably don't go together. Not so, gonna work. So what's yeah. the first thing, Reese? When you asked me because you knew I do a little bit about RVs, when yeah. you asked me about getting an RV, what is the first thing I told you? Do you remember? I started laughing about me with the black tank. Well, that's one and i told you it would break everything will break yeah, your first year yeah, everybody says that everybody <laughs> says that and so my this my brother owned this rv so he has become he has to like there's no maybe like if i call him and he doesn't answer i will call him one million times like, <laughs> he knows he is my rv he is my rv dude um and i didn't haul it down here so i actually because uh I had a service bring it down. So I actually haven't actually moved it anywhere yet. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it is, there is a learning. That is the thing with RV, but, uh, it, the rent here has gotten really crazy expensive. So, um, I felt like I would, and I don't know if this is actually true, but I would at least not be spending money on rent. So now I spend money on flex and seal. <laughs> <laughs> so but, just if, so somebody can have an appreciation, if if somebody was to come down there and want to rent like a little six stall barn and a little house, what would they pay per month during season? Just give us a guesstimate. Of both. Well, yeah, it var- I mean, it really varies. I think your your dry stalls are around um, twelve hundred a month. So uh, some places, it, again, it varies, right? So I'm actually in. Uh, the low rent district. I'm in Loxahatchee, so I'm across, literally there's a main road, and I'm on the other side of the main road. 
You're on the other side of the street, Reese. You're. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on that side of the street. Yeah, <laughs> the Loxahatchee Ghetto. I'm in the Loxahatchee yeah. Ghetto. So it is definitely not ghetto, but it's uh, it's definitely cheaper. Um, right now, stalls are. I mean, in in Deer Run, the stalls are twelve hundred. Uh, in Wellington, you could be paying five grand per month for a dry stall. There you it go. It just depends for a dry yeah. stall. Jamie for a dry stall. There's nothing in it. That's that's no shading. Five or grand hay. a month. Yeah, five grand a month. And and wow. then I I have figured out because I've been coming for about twenty years. So I bring my hay. Uh, you know, I definitely have found ways to, um, yeah, to make it. It's still expensive, but again, I don't show as much in the summer, so I save a little money there. Like I don't know. I'm not going to say it levels out, but. Girl, you don't have to justify. You don't have to justify. You do you. No, I was just trying to give the listeners an idea of how expensive it is in Florida in the winter. So it's it's, it's crazy. It's but I mean, Ocala has gotten almost as expensive, and you know. But I have access to the best writers in the world, and and no, you have to go. You're a professional. You have to. Yeah, it's it's just we have to go, and so it's it's figuring out how you can. Spend the, le- I mean, you just have to, we save all year. Every professional I know, like as soon as we start, we leave in April, we start saving again for December, January. And this year I came a year, uh, sorry, a month later uh, to that also saved money. You know, so you, you know that you're going to spend a lot of money, but once you get here, interestingly enough, there are a lot of events that are free of charge, which is people don't know that. Like, for example, last week, Rudin Riddle had uh, a nice event that's the, the vet hospital we use in kentucky and they have a um one down here as well um yeah they had a free talk with food and drink and you had to know it was going and an rsvp but it was awesome so that was great uh for you can bring all your food in for the friday night lights at, at dressage and for show jumping you can also bring out drinks everything in you just pay 20 dollars for parking which is pretty cool because you can get like you know, stuff your car full of people. So it it is interesting. Once you get here, there are actually a lot of free options. There are some not free too, but but you can actually. There's all kinds of people that are it, down here. It, it is an it is a unique place. There's no place like mm-hmm. it in the country. Yeah, there's no for place sure. like it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There really isn't. Well, I'm glad you get, got to catch us up. And of course, you're still doing the dressage radio show, which everybody yes. can find on their podcast player. Uh, you and Phil are uh, three times a month. So uh, if you're interested in dressage, you have to listen to it. It is the show for dressage. Uh, <laughs> so uh, and Reese has been doing it for three months. So um, she's she's <laughs> ten in, years. She, <laughs> ten years. Yeah, 10 years. That's crazy. crazy. I know. It's weird. All right. Well, thanks, Reese. Appreciate it. There you go. The Wellington Report. Uh, Things are happening in Wellington. And the weather's been beautiful down there. So uh, for all of you you getting thunder, ice, snow, uh, there you go. You too can be in Wellington for just the price of, you know, your firstborn. 5000 a month for one horse in a box. <laughs> wow. Well, the World Equestrian Center is going on right now, too, in Ocala. They have many horse and non-horse events and dozens of rings and indoors and multiple conference centers. It's so funny because I was talking to some podcasters who had been in Ocala, and they went over to the World Equestrian Center, and they were not horse people. Uh, you know, everybody now is kind of hearing about it. It's becoming a tourist uh, attraction for horse people and non-horse people alike. The... Uh, the jumping show is going on there in full swing. They also have Saturday Night Lights, they call it. 
it, uh, where they do the Grand Prix on Saturday nights in the big arena in front of the Five Star Hotel. And this week, it's the $100,000 Alltech Grand Prix happening there. Also, this weekend going on for two days, I don't know what they do for two days, but the Marion County Father-Daughter Dance is happening there for two days. And uh, this year, on February the 9th, this was usually held at the Florida Horse Park, but apparently it's been moved. The draft horses are descending on the World Equestrian Center. We'll go over for that. Uh, they have Pertrons, Belgians, Clydesdales. They do the six-in-hand hitches. They have three days of competition. That's going to be uh, starting February 9th, and that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, they have auctions and all kinds of things that happen around the draft horses over there. I'm excited to see it over there because I haven't seen it there yet. So we're, that'll be next weekend uh, over at the World Equestrian Center. You can go to worldequestriancenter.com. And now it's time for a breed highlight. We have Kathy coming on with us. She's of Cascade Gold Aquatechies, and she's going to talk about that particular breed, why she loves it, and what they're really good at. I would like to welcome Kathy Letty of Cascade Gold Aquatechies. I don't know. <laughs> I would try to. First of all, Kathy, thank you for joining us. Where in the world are you? Um, I am outside of Seattle, Washington, in a small town, well, outside of a small town called Snohomish. Okay. Okay. So, heard of that. And yep. I want to make sure that I am pronouncing the breed correctly. What is the official correct way to pronounce this breed? It does depend on your accent. Okay. Most people, yeah, most people in the United States say Akalteke. Um, but <laughs> I've heard it pronounced many different ways. Akaltiki, uh, over in Russia, they add a lot of spit to it. Akalteke. Well, you were close um, then, Jamie. I heard a lot of spit <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. So mostly it's Akalteke. Okay, I grew up saying Akaltiki, and the reason I knew about this breed when I was growing up is because I had those mini plastic horses, and you could buy mm -hmm. all the different breeds, and that's what I learned what a Kanab Strupper was, and an Akaltiki, and I had these plastic horses of all these very random breeds, and since I've gotten mm -hmm. older, I've it, it, like the breed has gained popularity. Because they photograph so incredibly well. These are the metallic horses that people always talk about. Tell us about the breed. Well, the breed is a very rare and ancient one. Uh, one of the oldest breeds in the world. Originally from the steppes of Turkmenistan in the former Soviet Union. Uh, it's a direct descendant of the ancient Turkoman horse that was around, oh gosh, thousands of years. It said that Alexander the Great's horse Bucephalus was an Akalteki or a Turkoman. Um, there were wars fought over them. Uh, the Chinese Han Dynasty sent thousands of people and ended up getting, what was it, 3,000 3, partbreds and like, I don't know, 300, I'm probably wrong there, purebreds. In China, they're called the Heavenly Horse. Wow. So they were they were instrumental in developing basically all the light horse breeds um, across the world. And we've only heard about them here in the United States since 1979, or 
okay. They've only been in the United States since 1979 when the first ones were brought over from Russia mm-hmm. by Phil and Margot Case. Um, and since then, they've gone from two to we now have, well, it, it kind of depends, somewhere between three and 600 purebreds and many, many more partbreds in North America. And okay. all started from those two. Um, I don't mean to be whatever, but that doesn't seem healthy to breed take two and make 600 out of them. They all kind of come from each other? No, no. Those two were just the first two imported. Okay. Later on, uh, yeah, later on, Phil imported, I don't know how many more, several more, another breeder, um, Eberhard, Sprondell and his brother Hans imported a whole bunch um, with the help of Phil. Mm-hmm. And from those two herds, and there was probably about 60 or 70 horses there, I think. Wow. I might be wrong, but those were the nucleus of okay, the horses. Good. I in was the United just like, mm, this sounds a little Adam and Eve. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this... it's not just two. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what. What um, what do they do? What do they? What are the? Well, what are, what is their thing besides being? What is their thing? Particularly beautiful. What's their thing? Well, they are known for their stamina, their smooth gates, and they are not gated. Um, they were originally used as war horses in ancient Turkmenistan. Then they became racehorses because, you know, that's what people do when they're not fighting. (laughs) And then they became sport horses. And here in the United States, they have done everything from, uh, we had a couple long listed for the Olympics in eventing, one in 96 and one in 2000, uh, to Western, to trail, to endurance, jumping, you know, they're very, very versatile. And you can probably find a horse that will do what you want with a little extra comfort and a lot of extra flash. Wow. Okay. And and so so they're kind of good at a little bit of everything or great at most everything. But then mm-hmm. talk to us about the, what's the metallic coat thing all about? <laughs> well, the metallic coat is we theorize it's a desert adaptation because it's actually the hair structure on the horses with metallic coats is different than normal horses. Uh, It refracts light differently. And I could go into that, but it's, you know. So that's why they look so shiny all the time. uh, Not all of them do. Oh, really? Um, There's, yeah, there's been some studies that uh, the really, really metallic ones, um, I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of them have a little bit of that. A lot of them just have beautiful coats. I mean, I often have questions like, what do you do to get that gorgeous coat? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and they're thinking, you know, oh, you use special shampoos. You've been scrubbing for months. (laughs) And I say... My my answer, being here in Seattle, Washington, is mud baths. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, are they like real horses where they roll and get covered in poop? I've never oh. seen one that didn't look perfect. 
Oh, believe me, they are real horses. I'm looking at a whole <laughs> bunch right now that are going, where's our breakfast? And why haven't you played with me today? Oh, okay. So, good. Good to know. Well, yes. if people want to go and learn about Akultikis or Akultekis or Akultekis, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> where would they go to learn more? Because I think part of the magic of, of learning about these horses is seeing what they look like because they're just... They're they're just so spectacular and unique. Where can people go to learn more or talk to you? Well, um, if you're on the, the internet, which most people are, I suggest going to the Akultechi Association of America website. It has a bunch of resources there. It has information. There's a map of where Techi farms in the United States are and and in Canada. Um and uh, contact information. Most breeders, including myself, are happy for people to come out and I can talk people's ears off. So most of us are very passionate about our horses and you are have to happy be, yeah. to. Yeah. Well, any any horse really you've got to be fairly passionate about. But, right, but you're breed. an ambassador for this breed. And so I, I think what you're doing is even more important because you're not only preserving something and, and encouraging something, you're also educating. And, and to me, education breeds interest. So the more you are able to educate people, the more they're going to take interest in it and understand, like I learned new stuff today. So um, yeah. now I want to go. And by the way, if I were to buy one, um, that was a baby horse. What do they, uh, what's an average price for one? Well, of course it depends. It depends on the horse's, uh, to me, temperament, confirmation, type, colors, unfortunately is a big thing. You can't ride it, but you sure can sell it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So my foals go, you know, weanlings, and I have sold some in utero, go from between, you know, like 7,500 to 15,000. Um, doable, but totally doable. You know, it is. It, it's really for what a breeder puts into the horses. It's next to nothing. But mm -hmm. we do it not because we're making money, but because we absolutely love the horses. This is great. So go check out on Facebook too, Cascade Gold Akultekis and uh, cgakultekis.org is also where you can learn more. Kathy Letty, thank you so much for joining us. I love your passion and I love what you're doing and I love the breed. So thank you. Thank you. Your horse has unique feed needs, and Purina has you covered. From breeding to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers, and everything in between, even Aquiltuckies. Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put Purina's research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your Purina dealer, retailer, or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. That's PurinaMills.com. All right, so we teased it long enough. You were there, and you got a lesson over the weekend—a surprise lesson. I did. You know what? You gotta. If you want something, you gotta ask for it. And then if they don't want to do it, then you just bother them enough until they do. <laughs> <laughs> so I Jamie's am specialty. going to. Yeah, I, exactly. I'll annoy you until you give in. Uh, so I'm going to let you talk to my instructor, Glenn. Oh, okay. If that's okay. Yeah, that's All fine. Right. 
Well, I think we have Monty Roberts here with us. Hi, Monty. Hello. So, Monty, uh, Jamie bugged you long enough that you finally gave her a lesson while she was there, but she got to ride and practice something she's never done before, right? Well, I believe that's true, sure. Um, I think she's tried before to do the things that we dealt with, but um, not not through me. And my time with Jamie prior to this particular trip out here has been with her Mustang horses um, doing this and doing that. And we were more working with horses than we were Jamie. And uh, yesterday we concentrated on Jamie while she rode one of Pat's horses called Steel Buns. Bunny is his nickname. And um, yeah, we we dealt with lead changing, stopping horse and body, human body altogether. Because Steel Buns is a reigning horse, right? That's what Pat does. Well, okay. If Pat said that, then that's what he is. He's <laughs> never he's never really had a specialty because he just isn't talented like to go and get the marks from the judges. Yeah. But but he's a cooperative horse that really tries to do the things you want him to do. And um for a beginner rider, he he's just a dream. How did Jamie do in the Western saddle, which she doesn't do very often? Well, she did fine in a Western saddle. You know, a Western saddle is just the thing that goes up on the horse's back. It's the rider that counts and what you do in the saddle. And um, Jamie needed the kind of thing that I gave her yesterday, but only because she can ride a horse and get to the other end of her challenge. But it's the little things that count when you come down to lead changing and stopping and that sort of thing. Spinning. Spinning, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the Western spinning is um, pirouette, but level, not a pirouette that has altitude like the dressage horse has. The Western horse gets lower to the ground when he spins, and he spins like a top. Mm -hmm. Um, Not the same. And um, basic situation was to get Jamie riding straight up in the saddle and staying out of the horse's way instead of so many people have a tendency to lean where they want to go. And that that doesn't get it done. It's your legs and the fact that you stay out of their way with the upper part of your body. How important do you think it is that people try everything? If they get an opportunity to try new things and try different types of riding for their overall well-being, do you think that's important? Do I think that's important? I mean, you're talking to somebody that started riding when they were three by themselves, and uh, you're talking to a man that at four uh, went in his first competition, and then at, uh, oh, what was I, fourteen fifteen, I was in what the American Horse Show Association called Horse Mastership, which was a contest for seven separate disciplines and three days of written examinations. And those that start in life for me means so much to what I did with horses later. And you will never know what you love best about riding a horse till you tried them all. Right, that's and true. I, I, I did everything: uh, gated horses, uh, jumping horses, hunters, western horses for sure, cutting horses, reining horses, western pleasure, all, all those things. 
And it gave me an opportunity to say, wow, I like this best. And that happened to be working a cow with a with a horse. But you don't know them until you try them. So she did all right. She didn't fall off, right? Oh. Uh, no, she didn't do all right. She did damn well. Oh, and good. Better than all right. Terrific. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. You know, I'm okay. glad. Let, let me jump in here oh, for a second, okay. Glenn. Um, <laughs> I, I did at one point. You know, here's here's Monty telling me to take the horse to the end of the arena, and I want you to turn around and gallop as fast as you can to the six foot wall. And right before you get to the wall, you're going to, you know, sit and tuck your butt and get the horse to stop. There's something really counterintuitive about galloping a horse at full speed to a wall. And then he wouldn't let me hold onto the horn. He was, I was like, can I please hold the horn? He's like, let go of the horn. And so it was, it was definitely intimidating, but you know what, when you're standing there in the rain with Monty Roberts, taking up his time, you damn well better do it. And God sent us a rainbow that was beautiful right over the arena. It was just incredible. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, that's terrific. I'm glad she got to try that and try. I know Jennifer's uh, tried raining and cutting and all of that. She's enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I think there's so many English riders or Western riders that don't try the other side. And if you get an opportunity, do it. You're just going to have fun. I mean, it's going to yeah. be fun and you'll learn a little something too. But yeah. Well, well, thank you, Monty. I appreciate it. Quite all right. All right. Hey, Take pleasure care. to be with you. So was it fun? It was it was, uh, I mean, you know what's funny is I'm galloping up to a wall, and I'm supposed to tell right, the which horse, Which is exactly what you don't do with your thoroughbreds at your training. So. No, you don't. And he keeps going, faster, 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 faster. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, And I was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> and then I look over, and I see Pat Roberts, who could ride me into the ground. And she does this, like, every day, and she's in her 80s. And I'm like, <laughs> man up, Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> There's no excuses anymore. I'm getting a lesson from a guy in his 80s, and he does this, and his wife does this, and she's in her. And you know what? Shut up and sit down. Like, just get it done. So, it, but I did have the spinning. Oh my gosh. So, I had been dinking around by myself on Saturday um, with Pat, and I was like, I wonder if I, or with Debbie, and I was like, I wonder if I can get him to do it. And I got him to do it. And then I had the lesson with Monty, and I was like, that is doing it. Like, I had. <laughs> No idea. And so you just had to know which buttons to push on the dashboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just had to be in the right position. And then, oh my God, I posted it on my Facebook page um, at Flyover Farm. Jamie Jennings, I have a Facebook page. And this horse is spinning like, I mean, so when I got off the horse, I had an adrenaline-fueled stomachache. <laughs> that is what was wrong. I was like, I think I'm sick, but I feel great. <laughs> the weirdest thing. Well, I'm so glad you got to try that. Would you do it again? Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. is he Monty today was like, or last night, was like, you know what we need to do is we need to get you out on a couple different horses and let your experience. I want you to put you on my horse, Chrome, and I want you to put you on Steel one. <laughs> and then this ice storm is coming, and I have to leave. So I was like, I'm coming back. And we're going to do more. <laughs> well, that's terrific. And you were there, you mentioned earlier that you were there to plan this year's movement, which we talked about last year, right? 
Yes, we, we we hope, Glenn. It's your Jennifer came last year. You have to come this year. It's just an awesome thing. And Debbie and I have been sitting down and with Nelly, and we've gone. We've got outlines of all the cool stuff we're gonna do. It is gonna be action packed horses, education, and like training. And oh my gosh, it's gonna be fantastic. So. Um, can I just hand the mic over to Debbie? Yeah. I don't have like an ability to pass off the headphones. So okay. I'm going to let you talk to her for a second before we get to um, our post show, which is equestrian first world problems. That's right. We'll get to those. And Debbie is, of course, host of Horsemanship Radio. We have a bunch of hosts on today's show from the Horse Radio Network. First, we have Reese from Dressage and now Debbie from Horsemanship. Oh, really? You had Reese on this morning? Yeah, Reese was giving us a Wellington report of what's happening down in Wellington. How fun. Probably sunnier than here. We're getting rain again. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I know. You guys, you guys have had your share of rain this year. You (laughs) you don't get any for 10 years and then get it all at once. Exactly. But it's Jamie caused the rainbow. That's it. So we have that picture. We're going to use it as our show notes picture for today's show. They can all see the rainbow. So tell me what, uh, when's the movement? What's happening? Save this date, because Glenn Hebert will be here. <laughs> I voluntold you. I think it was the sale last year that kind of squished me from going. It was there was a lot going on there. I can't remember. I can't remember. I had COVID. Exactly. It was one I think of the you two. Got COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think you it was got one. COVID. I think yeah. it was that because I had come back from a conference and got COVID. That's right. That's it. Yep. Or Jen didn't want to travel with you and just well, and she, we, by we were afraid she wasn't going to go too because, but she never tested positive. So. I know, I know. All right, so when is it? Yeah, so save the date. It is in June 17, 18, and 19. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, of course. Now, here's the trick. The Sunday is Father's Day, but we've done it on Father's Day the last couple of years, and all these women love it. They get out of that. Because they're not home for Father's Day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, it's really fun. So we've got a lot planned for Well, a for couple you. of them brought their husbands along, too. Well, it's true. I mean, that's a great Father's Day treat, too, right? Yeah, because we have the wine and cheese party and everything. So even horse husbands find things to do. Well, they can go play golf during the day if they want. And have able skivers. Remember, Glenn? That's right. I'm waiting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. We teased you heavily with that. Yeah, we we are going to have a real cross. We're coming up with that theme right now because every year we have a theme. This will be our sixth year. Can you believe it? And um, we started in 2018 and it's in Solvang, California. I should give some details like that. We're going to start it halfway through the day on Friday so people have a little travel time. And then we're going to have um, a really fun evening on Friday evening. Jen can tell you about that. It's, um, you know, we start with wine and cheese and then we have a fancy, fancy thing in the evening. And then Saturday will be chucker block full. We're going to have some East West medicine, health issues, things like that. So that'll be a new angle on it too. Of course, we're going to have Jamie and Monty and uh, OTTBs, the transition horses. We're going to have the best one, the one where everybody holds their breath and then goes, ah, oh, the end. It's the Mustangs in the gentling pen. It's so fun. And we'll get to see the progress of the Mustangs over three days, which is, and the transition horse, exactly, Jamie says, and the transition horses too. So um, that might sound funny. They're not transitioning sexually. They're transitioning. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, that's new. That's different for the movement. I know. It's such a buzzword these days. I better define There'll be surgeons there and... That's not. That's way too into health. I <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming if there's surgeons there. You're I'm, not, I'm out. <laughs> I know. No, there's no blood involved. In no. Um, we call the Mustang and Transition Horse Program kind of took off from the uh, Right Horse Initiative, which started calling them instead of adoption horses or rescue horses, where you feel like so sorry for these horses. These are like pure 
athletes off the racetrack that are coming at the prime of their life. They're five, six years old. They won a quarter of a million at the racetrack, whatever. And then the owners are like, that was fun. I'm done. And so we get them and we, you know, this is what Jamie's done for the last several years and at a par excellence too, right? So this is where it all got kind of cooked up was here. And so the ASPCA has, of course, bought out the right horse, uh, partnered with them. And then we've created that program as the, we pilot it. And then um, actually at the movement was a big part of it. And then um, it's become a program of our nonprofit here to get these horses back into their second and third careers. All right. So it's June 17th, 18th and 19th. Where, uh, when can people buy tickets? Is that available yet or will that be soon? Okay, so here's the inside since we're on Horse Radio Network right now on Horses in the Morning. We are going to have an auditor's pre-sale discount date. So I can't announce that date yet because I don't have it, but we've got our heads together and it'll be soon so that we'll have a ticket that only auditors will know about first. Oh, great. And then Horse Radio listeners, of course, will have a second date. So become an auditor real quick so you can do that. And um, and then, of course, you guys will have first pop at it. We're going to limit this year. We like the last two years started off with COVID, but then it went to we just like the intimate feel of keeping it about 50 people there. And it gets us all around the gentling pen without scaring the poor horses to death. <laughs> and, you know, it's just less crowded than it was in the beginning years. So, um It'll be, but we're going to lower the price this year on it and, um, but not take away any quality because it's hard to actually find places to stay here. So you have to get your reservations in early, whether it's an Airbnb or like the Sideways Inn. You remember the movie Sideways? Okay, they made a Sideways Inn. It's a really good little hotel at a real economy price. So um, things like that. If everybody who's an auditor is interested in this, Get it in early, please, and uh, convince your husband to either let you go or come with. Or your wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. It's true. We're heavy on <laughs> the women on this industry, aren't we? <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. Debbie. I appreciate it. Well, of course, we'll, we'll keep the announcements going as things become available. But uh, now you can mark the dates off. Exactly. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> All right, so I checked the calendar, Jamie, and it's the 16th, 17th, and 18th of June. Yes, well, we were just cooking all this up last night and drinking wine. So I um, just checked the calendar. I think that's right. 16th, 17th, and 18th of June. And I would like to say that do not, what Debbie said was try to convince your husband. No, no, no. Tell your husband. (laughs) Just, this is what I'm doing. Debbie's too polite. (laughs) I know. She's so sweet. And she, like, you know, works with her husband on most stuff. And I just tell mine. So, you know what? <laughs> you can do either one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be Monty and I training horses and guest speakers. And it's just going to be really, really fun. And like I said, it is halfway uh, through the day on Friday. It'll start around one. So that gives people enough time to travel that morning so they don't have to get a hotel room Thursday night as well. So, you know, I mean, there's, you know, drive Reese's camper on up here. and. <laughs> That'll take it's me about a week awesome. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Well, that's good. Well, thank you, Jamie, for that. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Tomorrow, we ha- it's the fifth Tuesday of the month, so we have no show tomorrow. Uh, are you going to be back home on Wednesday, hopefully, if uh, the snow is... Uh, Lord willing, I'm, okay. I'm making home tonight because I'm trying to beat the, the storm, although it's snowing right now. So, you know, hey, yay! <laughs> I'm going to live here. All that's right, well, what I'm one do. of us will be here, if not both of us, on Wednesday.
Wednesday. We look forward to seeing you then. And of course, the Sidelines episode will be Thursday and then some more really bad ads on Friday. So, uh, and auditors, hold on, because we're going to hang, we're going to talk about some of your first world problems coming up here very shortly. Spade, neuter, geld. Almost forgot. 